Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Make a Move with Denise. Hope all is well. Haven't been on here for the month of March, but I have a great word for you guys. So we'll jump right into it. So the question is, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? And this came to me just this morning the Lord whispered to me, take care of me and I'll take care of you. Right. And so what that said to me is a scripture that we're, a lot of us are familiar with, right? Put the kingdom first. So I'll read it. It's actually Matthew six thirty three. but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So a lot of times in church, people seek Jesus first, but God is clear about what he wants. And he says, seek ye the kingdom first, right? So the late Miles Monroe did a very good, he, an analogy that I thought was amazing. He said, when you come, he was from the Bahamas. And he said, when you come to the Bahamas, do we present the president to you? No, they present the island which is their kingdom. You know, they show you what they advertise. And so as Christ followers, we advertise the kingdom of God, right? We present the kingdom of God to the world. That is what we're supposed to do. But a lot of times we have it backwards because religion teaches us to put Jesus first. You know what I mean? And I'm not, listen, He has his place, but God is clear about what he wants to come first, which is the kingdom of God, right? What does that mean? The kingdom of God, put the kingdom of God first equals your purpose, right? Your divine purpose. And the word divine means of God, by God, and through God, right? Your purpose is a supernatural gift given to you from God the day you were born, right? It's been given to you to serve it to the world, right? It's it's something that comes natural. It's usually very easy for you to do this, you know, um, whether it be speaking or cooking or dancing, or it could be anything. You just have a passion for it and it comes easy to you, right? It's a gift from God that he will never take back, right? The problem is, We're in the world. We're in this system, right? And the system gets in the way, right? It can sometimes get in the way of you presenting your gift. How? How? A job. Yeah, a job. Yes. The job, my job. We all know about it because we've been trained. We've been trained to get a job. The majority of us have jobs and careers that we don't even enjoy, right? We just do it to get by. And that's just sad. You know, we've been taught to just get a job and make money or get a career, go to college, make money, never find your purpose. If they teach that in school, find your purpose. Believe me, things will be so much easier. People will not be in lack in debt. Okay. I have my share of jobs guys. I had my share of jobs that I did not enjoy, but you stay, 
right? You stay because that's what the system and culture trains you to do. Get a job and pay bills. You know, ever since I was a kid, I watched adults write checks for bills and, you know, you just saw them kind of go to work and that's just what it is. That's what we've been taught. You know, we're kind of like in a box in this system. And that's why God says, be in this world and, but be not of it. And I never really understood that until I dug a little deeper, right? Because once we're in the world system, we have to operate according to their system. But we're, we're in the world, but we have our own system and it's called the kingdom, right? And it's inside of you. And it's an equal opportunity system. In other words, all of us are born with something and everything we need is inside of us. Once you figure that out, you're good to go. That's a whole nother podcast for another day. But the kingdom of God is different. You don't just get a job. In the kingdom of God, you get to demonstrate your gift to the world. The things that you love, the thing that you talk about, the thing that you think about all the time. Nine times out of 10, that is your purpose, right? And if you're not sure, guess what? Holy Spirit headquarters, that's what he's there for. That's the very spirit of God that lives inside of you. This is the reason why Jesus died so that we do not have to line up and wait for him to ask him a question. He's inside of you. The spirit of God lives in you. He died so that it may be poured out on all of us. That's why I said the kingdom is inside of you. You just have to discover it, right? And the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. The Bible talks about that, right? That includes the truth about why you were put here. You can ask him, right? Listen, guys, success can be very scary. Yeah, success could be scary. We look at all these people and we're like, oh, you know, sometimes we fantasize and we worship them. Like, oh, we wish we had that. And they're so rich and blah, blah, blah. But are you really ready for that? Can you really handle that? You know, statistics say that humans are equally as afraid of failure as they are of success. We we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means that God is scared about the things we could come up with. Look at the dents we have made. Like we've came so far as a as um a species. Humans, we come up with so many things. You know, it's amazing the stuff that God put into us. But if we don't present it, it means nothing. It means nothing. Right? And so what happens is when you're afraid of success and this could happen simultaneously, like you're equally as afraid of a failure as you are of a success. So you kind of like just pull back and that causes paralysis, right? And this results in you like burying your gift, right? You just bury it. You suppress it, right? And the Bible refers to us when we do that. God refers to us as lazy and wicked. And I know that's hard to wrap around, but I have the scriptures to prove it, which I will post. Right? So he says, and and really you just, you're really a thief. Really, that's what he's saying. So Matthew 25, 25, it talks about the whole 25 talks about the talents that God gave out to three different people. He gave one man, you know, one talent, 
four and another man five and I think another man ten and the one with five and ten they multiplied it they invested it they worked their gifts and they had a return the one with one he said in Matthew 25 10 and I was afraid and I went and hid thy talent in the earth lo there thou has thine that I'm sorry lo there thou has that is thine. In other words, he's saying, I hid it for you so that I wouldn't lose it. I was afraid to lose it. I was afraid to use it. I was afraid we could use this and apply it to our lives. Fear usually holds us back from fear of success, fear of, you know, there's so many different things. We all have our own fears. You know, for me, it was fear of getting on camera, fear of public speaking. In fact, I took a public speaking class thinking that it would help me to break this fear, but it it really didn't. It really didn't. Um, But I could not allow this fear. As much as I didn't like the camera, I had to get over it. I could not allow this fear for me to go back to the Lord at the end of the day. And he asked Denise, what did you do with your time on earth? And I go back like this man and say, I was afraid. That's unacceptable because I'll let you know the next verse, what, what he says. You know, clearly God was not happy with this, right? He says in response to him in 25, Matthew 25, 26, and it says his Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not stored right? So God is saying, what did you do with my stuff? Like you could have at least invested it, do something with it, right? Verse 27 tells you about what he says about that. I won't read it, but you could go ahead and read it yourself, right? And the crazy thing is that down in 25, 28, Matthew, it results in lack. Many of us suffer lack because we're not in our purpose. Right? The Bible says your gift makes room for you. Once you get in your purpose, everything you need is there. Everything you need is there. So when we're saying, Lord, help me, I need this and I need that. He's saying, where's your gift? Present your gift and it will pay you. It will pay you. Um, Don't allow your gifts to go dormant. Right? By allowing like your feelings of fear or any insecurities, the lies that and reasons you tell yourself about why you can't do it, right? Clearly, family, God will not accept these excuses. Fear is not an excuse for disobedience, okay? You see a lot of people like I, you know, I live in New York and when I work in the city, you see a lot of homeless people. And they didn't, I just look at them and they, you know, some of them are crazy and I'm saying homelessness can happen to any one of us. Sometimes things happen, but a lot of them, you know, they haven't found their gift. They, they never found their purpose. They never found it and they never presented it. That is why they're in lack. A lot of them. Okay. Miles Monroe also said this. He said the richest place on earth is is the grave. And he said us because 
many people did not get to their books. The, the, in other words, the, the graveyard is rich, is rich with things that the world was waiting on. There's books, there's plays, there's ideas, there's inventions that people died with and they never got to present it to the world. You know, I believe when we get to heaven and God pulls back the curtains, we're just going to, and he shows us what we had, what he had for us. Had we just pushed past our fears, we're going to be shocked. You know, like, oh my God, I, that's what you thought of me? Yeah. Cause he said, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He's scared about what you could, what, what you can produce. There's stories in the Bible where he had to cut down, like he had to intervene because the people were going to build a tower to heaven. And I believe they would have succeeded if he did not intervene. That is how powerful we are, family. Okay. Think about this. What if all the people we look up to in this world, the people that have created or AKA manifested the things that we use on a daily basis that make our lives easier? What would happen if they robbed us of the pleasure of these good things? God calls it good things, which we enjoy so much. The phones we speak on, the flights we take, the cars we drive, the freedom that we have obtained through some leaders that that took a stand. What if they said, oh no, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. What would have happened? You know, people are waiting on you, family. People are waiting on you, right? And when you think about that, think about your gift. Someone somewhere is counting on you, waiting patiently right? The Bible talks about, um, in Romans eight nineteen, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are the sons of God. They creation is waiting on us to create. We are creatures. We create. You see that? You see the prefix in it? We're born to create. We're creative. We come up with things. We, we make a way that we're, where there's no way a lot of times, right? We have amazing things inside of us and, and, um, they're waiting on you. They're waiting on you to get over yourself, get over your selfishness and stir up your gift. The Bible in second Timothy one, six says, stir up your gifts, right? So stir up your gifts, guys, presented to this dying world. Okay. I don't care if you're an artist. I don't care what you do. God created you to do that. You know, a lot of us believe that, oh, everybody should be doctors and lawyers. And no, no. If you look at your fingerprint, nobody has the same fingerprint as you. You were put here to put, to do what it is that you, that the very thing you cannot get enough of. Share it with someone. You know, the same joy that that gifts brings you, it can bring other people you know? And so let's not be thieves. Let us not be thieves. Let us let God not look at us as lazy and slothful. He had me look up a sloth and I didn't even know it was an animal. (laughs) And when I looked it up, it moved really slow. And I was like, oh my God. So for me, it was like, Denise, pick up the pace. The kingdom is at hand, right? The Bible talks about Um, The harvest being great, but the workers are few. Meaning that there's so many people waiting and there's such great reward for you when you actually do what God says to do. 
Think about that family. In the kingdom of God, you get paid to do what you love doing. You can't beat that. You can't. It beats going to a job that you don't really like, right? And I'm not, you know, saying that nobody, because I do believe people should work for other people. It humbles you. It gives you, I just think it's important. It's a process, but you shouldn't stay there. Many people retire from jobs and, and just don't have enough and they have to go back to work and they're just trapped. It's like you're trapped in a cage, you know, and you never really have joy or peace. But if you find your purpose, and another thing is that silly things happen to you when you're not in your purpose. And sometimes when you get going on your purpose, the enemy is not going to roll out the red carpet and say, oh, Denise, come right through, step right up, take what you want to take. No, the, the, it, the Bible says we take it by force. We have to take our stuff. Okay. We have to change our mind, renew our minds, change our minds about the things that are stopping us from going forth. Right? So I just want to say to you guys, don't shrink back, stir up, stir up the eagle nature that's inside of you, the boldness, the tenacity. Don't shrink back, push past the lies of the enemy and the lies you've been telling yourself. Because a lot of times we self-sabotage ourselves. And I realized that was the case with me in my life. You know, God had already moved everything out my way. It was me. It was the lies I was telling myself, you know, present your gift family. We're waiting, present it. So until next time, you guys be, I hope this word was a blessing to you. Be safe and be well. Thank you for joining me. Coach Denise checking out. Take care. Hi guys, welcome to Make a Move Podcast with your host, Coach Denise, checking in with you. For those of you who don't know me, I am a certified mindset life coach. I am a motivational speaker and I am the mouthpiece of the true and living God. Here on this podcast, we renew our minds through the truth the written truth of God. And so this week, I have a great message for you. Hopefully, it will be a blessing to you and get you on the track that you need to be on, the route, the path that you need to be on, your divine destiny. So let's get right into it. I always like to pose a question. The question for today is, is there something that you're not saying yes to? that you need to say yes to, right? So your yes activates the plan of God for your life, otherwise known as your divine destiny. Remember we said divine is by God, from God, through God. It is the destiny that is written in heaven about you before you were born, the thing that you were supposed to do. And... It's honestly just waiting for for you to say yes, right? In order to fully obtain the promises of God, guys, you must give him permission, right? He gave us the gift of free will. We are not puppets and he doesn't want puppets. He wants us to come willingly, right? I'm so grateful for this 
because he doesn't force us to do anything, right? He allows us to take the paths that we desire to take. But what what we choose sometimes is it's just not you you never find true joy, true happiness in in paths that wasn't designed for you. And you may go down a path um and you know find temporary fulfillment, but eventually you'll start to feel like okay, something is missing. Something is missing. Some of us just work just to make a living, right? And you find that you're tired. You're not, you don't have enough time. You don't find joy in doing it. You're kind of just going through the motion. And God did not design a life like that for you. The problem is we're taking our own paths. We're not choosing the path that God has chosen for us. You know, he designed us. He He knows exactly what you need. He knows what you like. He knows what you know, we're so unique. He knows what each and every one of his children would be best at. Let's put it like that. So he would love for us to take his path. But, you know, like I said, he gives us free will. It's not that he he doesn't love us and he still has mercy on us. But we don't live this the, the design life that he designed for us to live. You know, that comes with everything, the full package, the all inclusive package, you know. I want to say that when God um, asks you or makes a, you know, when he, okay, what he does is he pretty much presents to us his perfect will. By what? He makes a suggestion. He'll say, why don't you start a business? Or why don't you buy a house? And like we say to ourselves, start a business. Like most of the times, whatever proposal he makes sounds absolutely crazy and unattainable, right? To the human mind, right? That's because we don't we don't understand the things of God most of the times, especially if you're not in the spirit. That's why you got to get in the spirit and stay there. You're on earth. We're here on earth, but we're in the spirit. First Corinthians um, 2.14 says, but the natural man receive it, not the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned meaning what you have to stay in the spirit to discern it to make sense of it because honestly it it doesn't make sense the things that he asks us to believe him for it just doesn't make sense a lot of times but family I'm telling you it's the very thing that you need you see like to receive the things of God, you must be able to perceive them first. And perceive is the same, it means the same thing as discern. You have to perceive or discern in the spirit what the Lord is saying. Then you must partner with God by first, what? Consenting. You have to say yes. A simple yes. And I'm not forcing you to say yes. I'm just telling you that's what needs to be done. That's what needs to be done. Um, because remember, God needs um, two to agree, right? That's a biblical principle. If two agree, right? I'm going to read it to you. I think it's, let me pull it up. It's Matthew 18, 19. 
right? Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven, right? So this also goes, you can also apply this to to agreeing with God. You need partnership. We are his vessels in the earth. He is, he gave us dominion over the earth, but he gives us the ideas. He needs for each one of his children to say yes. Yes, father, I'll do it. Because once we do that, he's free to, to, to produce what's in his mind. He cannot do it without us because, because that's his, that's his law. That's how he made it. He gave us dominion. So a lot of times things are not moving in our lives and you're like, God, please. And you're begging him and you're asking him, but he's saying, why don't you just say yes to this? Why don't you say yes to this business? And then you'll have all your needs and desires met, right? You'll find that when you're in the will of God, everything falls into place. When you obey God, things obey you. Your children obey you. Your wife obeys you. It, it's, ju- it's, a, it's a principle, right? When you're on your right path, your divine path, things go. And I'm not saying like, you know, Satan's going to roll out the red carpet. He's going to throw some stones, some boulders. But if you just stick with it, he can't stop you. He can't stop you if you're on the right path, right? What it is, is that God will give you instructions. And if you continue to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, you'll get there. But you must be. We have a part to play in this, guys. God's have, God has some wonderful promises for you that's written. And it's not a lie, but we must be willing and obedient. Like you can be willing and not obedient right? Like you're willing to do it. Like you just want to do it, but you just don't do it. Or you can be obedient, but not willing. Like you, in, in other words, you do it, but you're doing it with like out of, um, like you have to do it. It's like a bondage to you. You don't really want to do it, but you have to, you feel like you have to do it. And God doesn't want that. He needs us to be both willing and obedient, right? Isaiah 119. And this part is up to you guys. God cannot make you There's two things that he cannot make you. He cannot make you willing and he cannot make you obedient. If you go, let me give you an example. If you go to God and you say, you have a problem, right? Okay, Lord, I, I don't know. I broke out with a rash on my skin and you're like, God, what, what to do, what to do? This is actually a story in the Bible. I just don't remember which one, but it wasn't a, whatever it was, they had them dip in mud, Right. And God tells you, go take the dirt and rub it on your skin. And you're like, what? Because now your human mind cannot understand why would God tell me to do that? That absolutely makes no sense. But it goes back to what I was saying. That the things of God have to be spiritually discerned. That's in 1 Corinthians 2.14. I'll put it in the description box so you can go back. You have to spiritually discern that what God is saying. Right. And then you have to be willing to do it. And then not only willing, you have to actually do it. That's where the obedience comes in. And you rub the dirt in your skin, the rash goes away. But it sounds so crazy, but it works. Right. We have to be obedient to the things of God. You know, that word obedience, especially in a time like this, like people, people, hmm. 
nobody wants to obey. Like people just want to do their own thing. And, you know, it it's that's what that's the that's the time. You know, that is a nature, the human nature to not want to. But you have to make yourself you have to discipline yourself to listen to the word of God and obey him in all things. We would never go wrong if we followed his path. Right. Isaiah 119 says, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. What did he, what's his promise? You'll eat the good of the land. Every day you can eat the good of the land, but the choice is up to you. You have to be willing and obedient in order to eat the good of the land. This means God will give you an idea. You produce it and then you start to eat the good of the land. You'll never be in lack. Right. It this and you'll be a service to other people. Right. Family, I want to tell you this. The breakthrough that you are waiting for is directly connected to your obedience. I know this all too well. Directly connected. Right. Hear me today. Whatever God is asking you to do, say yes. Say yes. You will not be disappointed. Yes, it may be hard. But I promise you, the end, you will be like, oh my gosh. You know, some things take hard work and perseverance, you know, and persistence. You cannot give up. But his plan is perfect perfect for his life. He says, I know I have the the plans that I have for you. Right? Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite scriptures, for I know the thoughts that I think are toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, and to give you an expected end. I love that part. He says to give you an expected end. In other words, it's what you expected and more, because remember, he's above and beyond God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. And then the second part is you, according to the power that worketh within you. Right? There's power in you. There's a belief system to produce. Okay? And the good news is, guys, you don't have to do it by yourself. He gives you little instruction. It's not like he just throws you into a business. No, he doesn't. He he takes you step by step and he's so patient. God knows he's been patient with me. He's been very patient with me because I was moving very slowly. And but if you would do what he told you to do, and I learned something, guys, God will not give you new instructions until you have done the last. Sometimes we come to him with the same prayers, the same laundry list. And he's saying, if you would do this, then this would happen. You know? And we both win because he gets to produce through us and then we get to fulfill, we get fulfillment out of it, right? Across the board. Okay. Anyway, family, I pray that you will say yes to the impossible thing that God is asking you to do in Jesus name. I really, I really pray because a lot of the times it seems impossible, but Matthew 19, 26 says, but Jesus beheld them. And said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's the part I want to get to. All things are possible with God. It is written. If you just say yes. 
Just say yes. When you say yes, you're surrendering. Just like when you said yes to Jesus, if you are a believer in Christ. And if you're not, I suggest that you do. Say yes. You you said it by faith. You never saw Jesus. You can't tangibly touch. you. you and you said yes. Once you said yes, everything changes. Everything changes. Guys, say yeah. I pray that you guys say yes to the call in your life. Because we are waiting for you. All of earth is waiting for the sons of, of, of um, God to manifest. We have to take back the earth. And the only way we can do that is by saying yes. And willingly saying yes. I don't want you to say yes being forced. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help you. I pray that you will have eyes to see, ears to hear what God is saying today to you. Anyway, family, Coach Denise checking out. Till next time, be blessed and be safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.